everyone, Laura K. Buzz here, and welcome to the first episode of Accessibility, a new show I'm going to be doing on YouTube where we talk about video game accessibility and representation, and basically letting more people play games and be in the games that they play. Now, there's plenty of reasons that a person might want to play video games one-handed. Perhaps you're a new parent and you really want to finish playing Doom but you've got to bottle feed your infant still. Maybe you're a person with a disability and you don't have use of both hands, or you can't use both of them for gaming, perhaps. Or maybe you're that one person out there who, for some reason, bought Cooking Mama Cookstar, don't do it, it's not a good game, and thought, I'll play this cooking game with one hand and make the recipe with the other hand, I'll do both at once, that'll be a great idea. Now, video gaming with one hand has never been like an easy thing to do, but a recent update on the Nintendo Switch does make it more accessible than ever. And for the most part, this Switch update is fantastic. I do want to give some praise to Nintendo. They have made playing games one-handed probably easier, on the whole, than any other console manufacturer. However, there are some very Nintendo caveats to this, and some of the games that are least playable one-handed are Nintendo's own first-party software. So without any further ado, Let's talk about what Nintendo was recently done to make playing one-handed more accessible, and where they're falling short compared to their competitors. Around six weeks ago, in mid-April 2020, Nintendo released a firmware update on the Switch which, among other things, added the ability for players to remap controller button inputs on a system level. Players can select a first-party controller, select each physical button and stick input, and tweak which button or stick appears to have been pressed instead. The update wasn't as bare-bones as people might have feared, either. Players can save up to five different remapped button layouts per controller, meaning that if you need different button layouts for different games, you don't have to recreate your custom button layouts every time they need changing up. Overall, the update is a great step forward for accessibility on the platform, as controller remapping always tends to be. The ability to move vital inputs off of buttons a player cannot comfortably press is an overwhelmingly positive move, and is helpful to a wide variety of players. However, because the Switch Joy-Cons are so lightweight and able to be comfortably held in a single hand, this update is perhaps more helpful on Switch than it is on PS4 or Xbox One, as it opens the door for games to be mapped to a single Joy-Con. Over the past few weeks, I've been experimenting with a variety of games on Switch, trying to see which games handle being played one-handed well, and which games struggle. I wanted to get a sense of the limitations of playing Switch games one-handed as an accessibility option, and there sure are a couple of those. Firstly, games that work well with a single Joy-Con. Generally, any game with fixed camera angles, or a camera that moves automatically, works well when played with a one-handed Switch controller setup. Side-scrolling platform games, such as New Super Super Mario Bros U Deluxe, or top-down adventure games where you don't have to press buttons at the same time as moving your character, such as Undertale, map really well to a single controller. In terms of big third-person adventure games, titles like Dragon Quest XI, with menu settings where the camera will automatically adjust its position, also play really nicely one-handed. Puzzle games on the Switch also map generally well to a single Joy-Con, such as Tetris 99. However, games that require you to manually reposition your camera, such as Breath of the Wild, or require you to press buttons at the same time as moving with your character, like The Binding of Isaac, can be more troublesome. These games are certainly not impossible to play one-handed, but you have to make more major accommodations to your style of play to accommodate the lack of a second stick. It would help if there was an option to map a held button so that it changed which stick was being emulated, allowing for movement and camera aiming on a single stick, but for now players will need to rely on games creating good camera angles for them. 
on the whole, I was really impressed with how easily most of my Switch library could be remapped to a single controller. Sure, a few games required a bit of mental relearning, but it was usually possible to find some control scheme that would work, so with a single controller, you could play the game as normal, or at least most of the core functions of the game. While Nintendo should be commended for taking this valuable step forward into making their games more accessible to more people, there is one aspect of Switch games that cannot be remapped, and it mainly impacts Nintendo's first-party software. While you can remap the buttons of your Joy-Con, you cannot remap motion controls, and that means a lot of Switch games are still unplayable for many. A lot of first-party Nintendo games contain motion-controlled content that, for all intents and purposes, could have optional controller or button inputs, but simply don't. In Breath of the Wild, shrine puzzles that require fine motor control and motion tilting to complete could theoretically be mapped to an analogue stick as an alternate control method. In Pokemon Let's Go, when the game is docked, Throwing Pokeballs can only be done via motion, even though in handheld mode Nintendo offers players the choice to use an analogue stick and buttons instead. Most of the minigames in Super Mario Party use repeated waggling as essentially a repeated button press, but do not give players the option to use buttons instead, if that's easier for them. Many of Nintendo's first party titles feature at least one gameplay element which requires motion control to properly function, and these moments usually do not have an option to switch to button inputs, for players with chronic pain issues that will be exacerbated by motion controls. We're not talking about games recreating one-to-one -one motion, I understand that can't always be remapped, but the inability to replace basic waggling motion controls with button and stick inputs puts a hard limit on how useful button remapping on Switch can be. Nintendo has a real fascination with making motion controls a mandatory part of experiences, even in use cases where button and stick alternatives are easy to imagine. Until the company decides to let you press a button in Let's Go, to throw a ball when docked, the same as it does in handheld mode, the ability to remap controls won't be enough to help some gamers play all of Nintendo's first-party software. While the single Joy-Con is a comfortable controller to hold one-handed, Nintendo's reliance on players being able to use motion controls for their first-party software is one area where Sony and Microsoft have them beat in the button remapping game. Overall, I am incredibly thankful that Nintendo has taken the initiative to allow system-level controller remapping, and their controller design really lends itself to being able to play one-handed and have that be a viable way of playing games. So many games on Switch it does work for, but until Nintendo fixes this inherent desire they have for all of their games to have some kind of motion control gimmick that really could be a button, it's not one-to-one -one motion controls, but they still feel like, oh, we can't give you a button or a stick input for that. Until Nintendo gets over this problem, it doesn't matter how much they allow you to remap your sticks and remap your buttons, some games just aren't going to be playable for everyone on the Switch. I feel like Nintendo, you know, just, just learn from your mistakes. Let me press A to throw a Pokeball in Let's Go. It's not that difficult. 